0: Hi, I'm Nina Enderst. Hi, I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How To Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. In this episode, Anna and I discuss what
1: this podcast is and what it means to be human. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat.
0: Hello. Hi. Should we just be ourselves right off the bat? (laughs) I mean, I just don't think we know any other way to be. And I feel like we should tell people who we are. So who are you? Who are you? who am I? Who are you? My name is Anna Tonk. I am a tarot reader. I could list a bunch of stuff. I think it gets a little silly. Tarot reader, Reiki master, spiritual educator, but essentially I think I am a spiritual worker, whatever that means, and however that needs to show up. That's a lot more to do with my own boredom, I think, with certain things than it is spirit telling me what to do. And I I'm a co-founder of the Soul Unity with you. And who are you? Me. That's me. I'm Nina Enderst.
1: It's E-N-D-R-S-T. <laughs> There's no extra vowel. Everybody always wants to add an O, or, you know, a fun fact that nobody probably cares about. I'm Czech. And so the original name is Enderstova, but they dropped, you know, the OFA because when you immigrate things get expensive and so that's just expensive
0: like last <laughs> names you never know <laughs> you couldn't afford the end of that i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> My last name was Chop too, which is funny. I didn't know
1: we. I think that's something that happens. No, in all in all seriousness, America just couldn't handle it. The United States of America. So I am a reader as well, a tarot reader. I'm an intuitive guide. That's the name I go by, and the title officially, and the founder, co-founder of the Soul Unity, which is. Something we'll talk about. It's a wellness membership platform that we're very excited to bring to the world. And yeah, we're here with our new podcast, and it's called How to Be Human. And we're really happy. That you're here. Yeah. You're here. Otherwise, we're we are just hope talking we're. into oh the
0: other. Please be here because Nina's not going to be able to handle it because oh. I get ruined my feelings if I'm not received the way I want to be. But, like, not in a codependent way, you guys. Like, <laughs> no, no. I like to be are very you, dramatic about it. There? Are you there? (laughs) Yeah, no, no. We just like more it's that I'm a puppy and I'm like, hey, wanna hang out? Let's hang out and let's hang out in our own homes, but still together. (laughs) So why are we doing this podcast and
1: how did it come to be without boring everyone who's listening? The millions of you that are out there. Right now,
0: oh, it's just the unfathomable sea of people.
1: Madison Square Garden time is, you know.
0: <laughs> yes, that's, that's, <laughs> that is the vision. That's exactly what is happening right now. People don't even know this exists uh, yet. And yet, you're holding <laughs> Don't worry, we are going to deliver. But essentially, I think. Nina and I were killing our phones and data plans with how much we were talking about humans. So like, what the fuck that we just found, we were having all these conversations and even how our own partnership began working together of being like, oh, like you think like that too, or like you wonder about that, or you have feelings about that. You know, we kept finding, I think a lot of, I don't know. I mean, I think it was exciting for us. Questions to questions. Yeah. Yeah, And I think it it felt like I don't I mean, I don't want to speak for you. But for me, it felt really validating and powerful and inspiring that at least like one other person was kind of going, yeah, what the fuck? You know, still does every day, every day. And I do think like my mom and brother laughed. My father passed away when I was a teenager. So when you hear me talk about my family, it'll be in the context of just my mom and brother. And I will bore you about grief another episode. But anyway, they're not like me. So they don't really care for people. I always joke and say like they're cats and I'm a dog. They're like, maybe I'll deal with you. Maybe I won't. Like they're kind of aloof as people. And they always laugh and are like, where did you come from? You find human beings so interesting and fascinating. And like, we would rather not deal with them. And I'm like, how can you not find what we are interesting? There's so much there where I'll be like one second. I'll feel like, you know, I'm kind of learning or understand something or I'm like, oh, okay. So maybe the point is this, maybe the point of being a human is this. And then like, guys, I got Eureka. Eureka. I got it. I got it. I want to put it on a teabag and give you infinite wisdom. And then I'm like, Oh, like all the time, I'll ask my therapist, I joke and say that I I wish that like, God had customer service. And I asked my therapist all the time, like, self sabotage, like, what was the point of that? Like, why was that invented? Like, why do we have the capacity for that? So I find something really fascinating that generally what works for us so much as humans is simplicity. And yet we're incredibly complex. And we do everything within our power to avoid that simplicity. Like why, like why are we wired to constantly like fuck ourselves over all the time and have to re-remember our lessons all the time. So I just think we wanted a place to house those conversations and what you can expect from us is to have a really open conversation between the two of us of people talking to people all the time, guiding people in their humanness and how they want to live and walk through this earth. And our feelings about it. Yeah. And
1: I remember the first real conversation you and I had was about something that I needed advice about, but really I don't refer out often because I think it's important to, you know, practice what you preach, follow your own way, but I needed, and it was a vulnerable thing for me. It was a very human thing for me to be like, Hey, I kind of want to tell you about this, but I don't really know how, but I'm going to do it anyway. And, It was so wonderful the way not only you received it, but also talking about what was happening without talking about the person. And I think so much of this podcast is about unwrapping and kind of unraveling what it is to be human so that we don't get into conversation with ourselves or with other people about other people. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that person was so shitty to me or that, that thing happened that really pissed me off. That stuff is okay. But so much of our culture is built on venting when the more we understand humanness and being human and ourselves in that, I think we could just be better people, you know, and that comes with better boundaries and compassion and courage and understanding and feeling seen by somebody there's just so many layers but I think the simplifying is part of that as well right like is this really
0: about me can I just take a little step back (laughs) well it's funny you say that because like what I was gonna ask you from that is do you think like I know for me I'll I'll say to myself like all the time like oh being human or a what like was your humanness showing you know like just in terms of we put all these expectations and i feel for me often like focusing on the commonalities of being a human is a way for me to not take something personally and to reconnect to what is my own truth about the situation and so like I love gossip like Nina's really disciplined I fucking love gossip and I've had to really rein that in because it's not good and a thing that I try to remind myself about gossip is it's the way we try to forge micro connections but it doesn't really work Mm -hmm. so it's interesting because I remember you reaching out to me and I was like I do try the best I can to affirm to people that I see them and it's a practice like you know all the time I'll be texting with someone like waiting in line to to get coffee and I have to go like, hold on, Anna, like, wait until you get home and you can like thoughtfully respond to that or whatever. I do think we get so caught in both like reaction or feeling th- that we don't boil things down to the essential of like, this hurt my feelings or the, you know, like what is the truth of it and it's not really like they did this or they're bad like I know for me sometimes like I really struggle making things about we're human beings which means we're inherently flawed which means we're inherently complicated helps me separate and not take it personally to just be able to figure it out and I wonder for you does it offer that as well and it's not a buffer I don't know how to explain it it's like it cuts through the quick of whatever the situation is for me and not in a way that's dismissive 100%. I think that
1: there's so many stories.
0: Right, and what they're doing, what this always happens. Like I trusted someone, yeah. Here we are again,
1: blah blah blah. And one of the reasons we started this conversation, and and we had started how to be human on our soul platform. We wanted in a you know in the kind of spiritual context, right? In the spiritual world, we wanted to have really human conversations when we kind of set out on a different way of living, right? For some. of us, we name it spiritual. For some of us, we were just like, I got to get my shit together. And, or (laughs) like I have to heal this particular wound. Somebody just broke up with me. I'm getting divorced, whatever it is. There's a lot of messiness in relationship to other humans when you're figuring out how to be a human, I think like a different type of human. And so simplifying too, of like, I don't want to get into messy conversations or even like in depth conversations with other people or shame them about anything. It's just like, I'm not doing that anymore. So if I ever was, it's not personal. It's just, you could do what you want to do, but I'm not going to, do that. And I think that's a huge part of this space too, for us is to be like, okay, what do you think about courage? What do you think about boundaries? What do you think about blah, 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 so that you can really stand firm in what you believe about these ideas or these themes that we all like struggle with. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know I talk about the book All About Love a lot And if you listen to the podcast Y'all are going to hear about it I'm just warning you And one of my I'm not going to say one of my favorite things Yeah I am I'm going to say one of my favorite things <laughs> Is she says like really early on in it though Is like we have to define what love is She's like all these Like people always want to say Like it's undefinable, da 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 All this stuff And she's like Well then how can we know If we're experiencing it If we don't define it And I think like often a thing for me is definitions are important. And I think people get confused between like identity and definitions sometimes. And like Mm -hmm. I have found in general, I would say when you make a big change, like for me, I didn't think of it so much as like I became spiritual. I probably always was. I defined it as I was going to live a more intuitively led life, that I'm an incredibly intuitive person, have been my whole life. And I just got really complacent in letting people talk me out of that. And I think I found it first, and I've seen this with enough clients to see and been friends now who have sort of joined me in the, you know, spiritual band. People are really excited for you at first because they think it's a hobby. They're like, oh, my God, I'm so excited for you, girl. Like, you're going to more yoga. Oh, my God, you're learning tarot. So just super cool. Like, everyone's super pumped. And then when they see it stuck they don't like it because you mm-hmm. generally I think have to start asking yourself like what the fuck do I want who am I what do I care about how do I define these things what what does spiritual even mean what is wh- what does the divine mean what does God mean what do like like I do think you start kind of it, it's just kind of funny to me like my mom struggles like with what I do because she's like we're Catholic we're Catholic and so she's sort of we're not that religious. I never grew up that religious, and as soon as we moved to England, there's not a lot of Catholic churches. It was out the window. So that's a little bit why I'm like, mm, okay, mom, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you not see that I'm still in connection to the divine? Like, if you if if you're so worried about it or or about my soul, like I literally spend my days and I'm in service of helping people. Like Mm. why is it so upsetting or concerning to you that I'm not doing that in a church, you know, or that I'm not a therapist. Like, don't you see how meaningless that is, you know? And yet she talks about her funeral all the time and plans it all the time. And I'm like, how interesting. You don't see the metaphor that like planning for what you won't be there. And like, I like to threaten her all the time when she misbehaves, like during the pandemic, she was like, I'm going to drive to Atlanta. And I was like, I will have mine." at your funeral. I will do it. You know, like, test me. And that was what got her not to go. So, I offered that to anyone. Figure out what your parents are afraid of and threaten them with it. But anyway. <laughs> how to be human. How to be human. And a troll. <laughs> but I find it so interesting sometimes, the things, like, especially, and we're speaking I think mostly to American culture. I did grow up mostly in Europe, but I don't in any way kind of, like, claim to be European. But I do think it shaped, obviously, I think no, I'm you be?
1: Can you be, be direct from the Real Housewives.
0: <laughs> I do. was well, funny. Like when I've been drinking, which yes, you can drink and be spiritual. Yes. Um, um, one of my neighbors, Max is always like, do it, do it. And I'm like, do what? You want a little bit more? You want a little bit more Rose? she have a little bit, just a little bit. She loves it when I do a little bit of Cockney, but um, so good. just a little bit, you know? So, I find it so interesting, like in American culture that will be like so preoccupied with like youth and death and all this stuff, but we're not like, how do you give yourself permission to just like experience more joy? Like some of these basics that I feel like would really mm-hmm. enhance our lives. Like we spend no time on and most of us. And I mean, I've said this to you a million times and we've laughed about it. Like most people don't come to spirituality when things are great in their life. It's usually (laughs) you've hit a wall of some kind, like you usually are in pain and looking for like greater meaning. But, and I think something you and I toggle between is how do you believe in these larger forces, these energies? How do we like read tarot, do these things for people? But you and I are both very committed to like, we're human first for all the magic in the world, for all the energy, for all the Reiki, for all the, you know, seeing weird shit in meditation it's all amazing and cool. But our job right now, what we have carnated as in this lifetime, and to our soul contract <laughs> is to be a human being in this time.
1: Yes. And I think that is such a huge part of why we built. I know it is why we built the soul unity, because it's never about trashing anyone. But I grew up around spirituality in many ways. But my mom was like anti, you know, religion. Because she was raised Catholic, and I think it does a number on some people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if yeah. you guys have heard. I'm <laughs> I'm pretty pumped that uh, I got out pretty early. <laughs> yeah.
1: So when I started re kind of like entering the world in, in New York in my 20s has an absolute kind of shit show, who, by the way, was very put together on the outside, right? Like, had a fantastic job. I had great friends. Like, I was living really well on paper and internally kind of just you know, having fun, but also breaking down slowly. And when I started going to yoga again and pulling cards again and all that stuff or pulling cards for the first time for myself, I didn't have a space that I went that I felt I could be human. And in fact, I dated this guy for a brief period of time, which was a low, 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 who was low, low, low. I think we all have some, them. Don't I think if you him sometimes, we all have them. No, judge away. I, my <laughs> track My track record is... It's horrific. It's <laughs> horrific. But my husband's amazing. But my track record, I, I often look at him and I'm like, you're the gift. You're the gift because yeah. I dated all the dicks, all of them, all of them. <laughs> so this guy, I remember he was like, but you're not a yogi. You you swear, you drink. At the time I smoked cigarettes, a lot of them. And I was like, fuck you. Like that was my response. <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's sounds about right. I think mine would have been the same. It's like, fuck you. I'm not spiritual. Like you go to Bikram Well, whatever the fuck that means. And every day. And by the way, he used to take his phone. You guys, I can't. And his laptop. No. <laughs> and his laptop and his no. laptop into the bathroom for an hour. And I would be like, you're Satan. You're only Satan could do something like that.
0: But can I can I make you the can't story? See me. I'm just rolling my eyes and
1: shaking my head because people, man. Can I make the story better and tell you that at yes. this time I had Crohn's disease and so I would really be like in pain and he would be literally in the bathroom for one hour, like on his laptop, and I was like, something tells me deep in my <laughs> this is this ain't it. <laughs>
0: I don't know what it is about this that doesn't. I can't put my finger on alignment. (laughs) Whether it's he blocks my access to what I need in a real bad way, or that his preference is to do torture yoga. I I don't know. (laughs) What do I
1: choose? Also, he had a dog and he'd be like, are you going to walk the dog? And I want to say this is such an important message because I'm a bad bitch. Like I always have been. I'm a tough bitch. I'm a bad bitch. I don't take shit. Being human is I'm also really intuitive. And that's not to say all the things that I really like about myself. It's to follow it up with. (laughs) 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 Could you round it out? You're (laughs) too <laughs> My hair is pretty great. <laughs> true. It's true. She's great hair. All of this to say that I have fallen into many terrible relationships or jobs that weren't for me or whatever and I spent a lot of time I think feeling shame around those decisions, but they all were so human. They were so necessary. They were also so divinely timed, I think as well.
0: do you think it's interesting that like, I mean, I said to you before that I think having being a human and having a body is like just so embarrassing. But like <laughs> it is like, I mean, I get like we produce gas, but farting. Why? And, like, I'm not going mean, to talk about that. I'm not going to talk got- <laughs> about that. <laughs> exactly. I exactly. literally won't. I literally but- <laughs> won't. Exactly. Exactly. So we have that. So we have like (laughs) literally the bodily functions that are just awful. And then it's like we do the best we can with the knowledge we have. And I think so much, too, about like parenthood and You know, I'll get super mad at my mom. I mean, my dad's lucky he died in some ways that it's like he got out early that like I can't blame him. He only has like 16 years. I can blame him. of shit. You know, my poor mom has like had to carry on as the parent. And I'll get like so annoyed sometimes because it's like, I love Brene Brown's video on. Yeah. We're going to talk about Brene Brown a lot I'm or not, I not, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to. Yeah, I am. But <laughs> I'll talk about Oprah. But I love. <laughs> it's true. But I love the video she did about blame. Like, it, you know, like she she dropped like coffee everywhere and she wanted to blame her husband because he had like come home late. So she hadn't slept well. That's why she had the other coffee, blah, blah, blah. She's like, you know, we really seek like a cause. And um, I find it fascinating like when something all happened that like literally has nothing to do with my mom I'm like if she had taught me or whatever but then on the flip side as like I start to ease myself into being ancient and and decide and have to decide like am I going to have kids or not or you know I'm like it seems like a lot of work to teach a human being everything. Yes, like,
1: you'd be a great mom if you want that. Thank you. I appreciate. I respect. I respect
0: your choice either way. <laughs> I appreciate that, and you also know that I really don't like to get up early, and it seems like kids do. Hannah can't, I can't. can't even believe it. Go on. Can't. I can't. No. All you moms who have like a whole life before I've even thought about fluttering my eyelids. I mean, I'm 40 years old and I'm super proud of myself that I get up by 8 a.m. every morning. Y'all like for real. No, Um, But as a self-employed person, I'm not self-employed to get up early when I don't want to. Absolutely not. 8 a.m. is early. 8 a.m. is early to me. But I think about this a lot you know it's like anything else like if you were like i want to be a pilot like you know what that is you can like go to school to train and you become a pilot it's like how is it with it being a human it's like our our parents are a training ground like no class, that like no a class. class system you know <laughs> like how are we supposed to be there's no class so we're supposed to figure it out but then in that process every time our like humanity really you know or, or it's not even our humanity. Our humanness creeps out. We're like, "Ew, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My humanness did that." Especially or We're women. so mean to ourselves, especially women. And it's like you're not going to like this topic, but oh boy, I love what the youth is doing around periods and how they're taking away. I don't, like I don't mind periods. talking about the
1: periods. I just don't want to rub it on my face in a moon circle and and pretend <laughs> that I love it For the record like,
0: I'm just... never happened <laughs> <laughs> at least i mean i'm pro moon circle she's anti and i just want to set the moon circle record straight i've never had to put my period blood on me and if i had i would have laughed
1: listen but it anyway. came to me in meditation and i'm sure <laughs> and i'm sure that there.
0: Listen, I've had women rip off their tops in the middle of a moon circle. I've seen some wild shit and it definitely would have made you uncomfortable.
1: I like to read women who run with the wolves in my house, like with- As know,
0: a lone wolf? My <laughs> lone wolf. I like to talk to people through like this because- You're like, but- it's women who run with wolf. <laughs> but I love though that the youth is like destigmatizing this stuff and being like, yeah, it's a part of my body. Like I'm not going to like collapse in shame. And I think about when we were young, Young. Like, oh my tampon God. In the, tampon in the sleeve. Oh my God. And I would have been like, Mom, we have to move. I would like, have been at, like, like, at work, at work. Yes. Like, yeah. tampon in the sleeve. God forbid.
1: You know, by the way, th- I'm like visualizing myself at a modeling agency, which, which was, I know this is shocking, 90% women and the rest gay men. Whoa. Thunder. Ooh. As my son yeah, calls no, it. I'm mistakenly. Funda. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. It's yeah. so, That's fun. Um, <laughs> and putting a tampon on my sleeve and thinking like, really, Nina, like who the fuck cares? But there are these little memories that I think stick out for a lot of us. Like, I remember this one errant armpit hair that I had. Okay. This is, <laughs> let me take you back to camp. <laughs> oh, <laughs> camp. I was, in, I was in camp, you guys. And. I'm not much of a camper and it was day, it was day camp. Like, let's be real. And the boy that I liked picked me up and I must've like raised my arms and he was like, told everybody that I had an armpit hair. And I was like, bitch, I got tits when I was like in fifth grade, fourth grade. i got my period when I was 10, like, yeah, an armpit hair. I I don't, I'm sorry. I'm not shaving in perfect symmetry. (laughs) Sorry.
0: I'm 10. Like,
1: yeah, but that's the, that's so much of what we receive. Being human for women is off limits on so many levels. So I think it's an act of resistance to even be here being like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to talk about whatever I want, except for the F word. And (laughs) even though I have a little boy, I just cannot. And and oh, he's.
0: You, I think you just ordered a lesson from the universe coming in a really couple years. He doesn't have a lot
1: of potty humor. He wants to ask if everybody who comes here is going to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, yes, they're also going to go to the That's really funny. Like, is he going to go to the bathroom? <laughs> That's really funny. I'm like, is he go bathroom? Is she? I'm like mm-hmm.
0: everybody. I mean, he, he's like learning how to make small talk. He's like, so you going to go to the bathroom? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, he
1: says, no, he's actually very advanced. Thank you. And he t- asks everybody, so how was your day? How was your day? It's very good. Um, so, so this is also a space of, I think, c- reclaiming learning what it is to be a safe human too, like to feel safe to understand yeah. what it means to be here and not feel weird about not knowing things that seem so basic, but nobody ever taught us.
0: They taught us about algebra. Who has used algebra? Raise your hand. Madison Square Garden. (laughs) Madison Square Garden. I see the lighters are still up, but no hands have accompanied them. They're not illuminating any hands. Careful, don't burn yourselves. Everyone lifts up phones now. There we going. They don't even do lighters anymore. Hmm. I know. Then now we sound like our parents. What was the first lesson you remember about being a human? Oh, I think obviously as a child, I didn't understand it as such. I would say it had to stick out to me. As a child, I didn't understand it as such, but I was crazy empathetic and like, I have almost like sense memories of like feeling something or being like, my mom's like, you used to come and ask me, like, she's like, I used to put like two Hershey kisses in your lunch or something. And she's like, you asked me for more to give to this little boy that was sit alone. And she's like, you said to me like, mama, it hurts me here. And you pointed to your heart. She's like, and that's when I was like, I am in over my head with how to raise this kid. Cause my mom's an Aquarius and is like, you know, overwhelmed with when she has feelings or is like, you you just like, don't care. I don't know how to tell you otherwise, you know, like she's good at that. Like she can detach and, you know, would be able to be like, oh, but then move on. But for me, it was like physical like that. And who knows? I mean, like the kid maybe was an introvert. Like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, like that to me, like really sticks out in, in terms of like, I think we so much associate our brains with being human. And to me, your brain has so little to do with it. It's part of what separates us out. But like, we're related to monkeys like come on you know it's like look at Coco the gorilla who paints and would sign and like wanted a baby like but to me it's like it's feeling I think so there's that and then same like kind of like went through puberty young and everyone was a little bit worried so I think that to me sticks out because I got my period when I was like nine so it was like being aware of like oh bodies and you know like things and stuff like that you know of like oh they're they seem a little concerned and i have to go to this like specialist uh, you know like Mm -hmm. that so like on like an emotional level or like to me i think so much of humanness is like this duality between like kind of our more primal it doesn't have language type of shit you know and then the literally very physical for for me yeah and so i would ask you um,
1: question. Mine's not really a happy one, but it's the one I have, which is, I was abused when I was nine by my babysitter's son, which is so fucked up. And I remember feeling like, oh, this is, you know, you're not invincible. Like my parents were, yeah. were kind of always fighting. And I, home was not like uh, a totally peaceful place at all. I mean, I was very blessed to have a roof and food and two parents who loved me, but you know, everybody's fucked up. And so my house was, could be kind of fucked up, but that also means that was your normal. So that was all I knew. Exactly. Yeah. So I
0: wasn't like, yeah, you don't know different in a way. Yeah.
1: Except for there was one memory before that, where I was, I stood at the top of my stairs because my parents would argue in the basement as if that was a soundproof (laughs) room that nobody could hear you in our ranch. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's a brill. So I'd wa- I walked, <laughs> walked on walked the top of the stairs. Killer like, plan. <laughs> Shut up. Which which we don't say, mm. in my house. and and they looked up at me, and we're like, and then as the story goes in my head, I'm pretty sure they then started fighting about who woke me up, and I was like, all right, well, you guys are a lost cause. <laughs> Goodbye, I'm going back. Yeah, to but that and the abuse, physical and emotional, of feeling pain, watching people go through pain, and feeling it in my body, and just understanding that, yeah, there was something like I always understood there was something bigger, but it made me understand being human even more right like being spiritual without the name for spiritual or like this bad thing happening to me i was still like moved by you know the piece on nick news like i was just like this is bigger you know like i felt that like i felt it was powerful so i think that for me was was my first introduction to being human which you know this kind of fucked up but so is being human
0: sometimes (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, I think in general, it's interesting because I was abused by a male babysitter. And I didn't know that. Yeah, I was around five. Yeah. Which is a. Again, a strange overlap for you and I to share. I mean, it is. And then you get your period really early. So it's interesting hearing you talk about your story because I'm like, so as I've already mentioned, my dad was 16 when I died. And something I really pinpoint about that was like this loss of innocence of like bad things can happen. Like there's no guarantees. Your life can fall apart. And I don't blame my mom. I blame my mom for lots of shit. But the way she handled that, I don't blame her for
1: (laughs) witnessing
0: her. Yeah, this one, you're off the hook. But witnessing her process that and witnessing, like you know, even though, you you know, we think sometimes about like at 16 too, I thought I was terribly adult and I was like a child and that's really emphasized to me. So I think also too a real revelation of like, we are mortal beings is kind of like when something bad happens to you, I think, or when the story we've been sold of like, this is what it is. Like you have a mom and a dad and we do this and we do that and you go to school and da, 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 da if there's any deviation from that, I think is when we're a little bit like, wait a second, you know, and like, cause you're a child, you don't know what to make of that or how to process it. You don't know how to be like, oh, well, this is a bad person or this is a, this or whatever, you know? And, and they're not talking about it at school. God, no. Yeah. And I think it's interesting sometimes though, when I think about some of the things I did that I'm like, How did my mom miss that? But then on the flip side, I think about she was also really busy and like taking care of two kids. And she put like a real dinner on the table every single night, you know, like pretty much my entire childhood. My mom cooked dinner, like no bottle dressing. I mean, like she was really, really good. The care You know, and it's like as an adult, I obviously have an appreciation for that because like I struggle with self-care. Like it's hard. I mean, being an adult, I think we can all commiserate like it's hard to stay on top of everything. So I have patience for that. But I just think it is remarkable how many people and I and also I think about like sometimes when I'm being hard on my mom, I think about like my grandparents and my grandfather literally went to war my father went to Vietnam never went to therapy never and we think nothing bad is going to happen like we think we're going to like, like I know. it's just kind of crazy to me like I don't want to be a cab I don't want to police people I don't want to live in a police state but I'm also like what the fuck are we doing like how are we not giving more resources like how do we not know to look for the science of trauma like it's different well that's children. that's the with adults, you know, I think with adults, if someone's acting out or like abusing drugs or whatever, we're, like something's wrong, something happened to them, like they're trying to uh, regulate, we may not interfere, we may not know what it is, but we know that like, generally, if people are in pain, they do some wild, dumb shit, you know, like we know what to look for in an adult, but like with kids like I think about once again yeah name checker y'all can start I don't know make a drinking game out of it every time I talk about Brene Brown take a shot but Brene's like think of a future you know like where we don't have as many traumatized adults because we're getting into it like you know, we're raising better people who are then raising better people, you know? And it's like, isn't a big part of that just grappling with the fact that we're not superheroes? We're literally just human beings. Like, we're slightly evolved monkeys doing the best we can. And it, it, we think that because we invented like fire, like we've, we solved it. I, I, I'm i like, but there's been a lot that's happened. Like, look at the U.S. We're referring to a document made hundreds of years ago to, to govern and rule us. Like, it's outdated. It's It was never good
1: to begin with it was never also, good to begin with yeah also I'm gonna take Brene Brown and put Oprah on the table because that's how we're gonna round out this you first see episode Brene. I you see Brene Oprah. <laughs> raise you and Oprah with her new book that I love which is called what happened to you and it's so good and it's with a psychiatrist yeah yeah psychiatrist I can't remember his name but anyway be smart and it's that question imagine imagine if no i will say that i no one has ever asked me that question not a therapist that i went to when i was a child nobody not a teacher nobody it was labeling and that's what we're so accustomed to and that's what happens to a lot of people like their parents you know even like being a mom and mm-hmm. I'm not in mom groups I don't like I don't really fuck with that shit. I never read anything related to mom. I'm very intuitive with my parenting, but there's a lot of conversation about terrible twos and crazy shit. Like the child is just expressing themselves. Like they're trying they, they don't have the language to tell us. Yeah.
0: Like, it's fascinating to be around, like, a 15-month-old that's, like, starting to have more feelings and doesn't have language. And people be like, God, like, she's so prone to tantrums or whatever. And I'm like, imagine you're moving, especially in New York, like, you know, I'm I'm really tight with my neighbor who has a three-year-old, but I'm in the city. And I feel really lucky I got to, like, really be close and on hand for the development. But that... It's like, think about it. Imagine you're having all these things happen, like, and someone's basically just like telling you what to do all day and you literally cannot say anything. Like, what would you do? I would throw myself down and scream too. I'm not
1: here to have a parenting podcast. I want to be very clear about that. I'm giving you no parenting advice. Zero. (laughs) Don't, don't at me. What works, it's a hot topic, but I will say that my child is incredibly sensitive and also has had a very limited amount of of quote unquote tantrums because I believe that he is listened to and always has been from birth, like whatever he needed. So the point is this, like, we're going to talk about all of it, right? We're going to talk about it in a simple way that is not watered down, but is here to be like, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're not even presenting you with information that you don't know already. You know all of this. It's just in different contexts, right? Like Brene Brown isn't telling you anything
0: you don't know. No, she's just saying it in a way that I think that it's simplified and boiled down. And I think that I think there's kind of two types of people And there's people who I think love really flowery language. They want it to feel really complex. And then there are the people who I think that prevents their brain from latching on. And essentially, we want you to come for the ride with us. And we want to help empower you to do what we're doing of just trying to figure out what your own definitions are. What do you think about these things so that you can then embody it, you can then live it, and it can... Play a role. We're a big believer in like working on yourself also like works on the world and makes it better for us all to be in and inhabit. But we understand it's like not easy. It's not easy to find the right people to have these conversations with. It's not easy to carve out the time in your life. So we're hoping by us doing these I don't want to sound cheesy be like we hope we inspire you because like honestly I don't give a shit live your best life (laughs) I want you to get out of this what you want out of it if you're like huh I've never thought about what being human is like Cool. I hope it sparks something that you at least give a second to think about it. So at least, you know, for you, that's ultimately what the goal is to me. Like, I want everyone to know who they are for themselves, because then you can be in deeper connection with me the more you know you.
1: Yes. And guides, not gurus is one of our mantras for the soul unity and that's what we embody you know we're guiding we're talking and discussing but we're not here to preach and we're not here to be on our soapbox we're here to just tell you what we've learned and hopefully it will inspire you to learn something about yourself and the world around you because I don't know if anybody's heard but it it's kind of fucked up out
0: there and we need all the help yeah. we can get <laughs> It's wild. It's wild. And we want to give you a break from some of the wildness and you can just join two wild women
1: yeah, <laughs> versus wild women, women, and, women and two lovers, wolves, to be exact. <laughs> <laughs>
0: two women, two wolves. Um, but yeah, we don't claim to be experts and we don't think we're therapists. We think we're people who grapple with people's really deep experiences and wounds and trying to figure it out. And we try to do that for ourselves. And honestly, we, I think, just wanted a platform to be able to share that with other people of like, I think we feel a bit on the front lines of humanness of like yeah. we're just dealing with it all the time. So you can find us on the internet, the Soul Unity the World Wide Web. If you might have heard of it, the world wide web, the soul Unity.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram, Anna Tonk, Nina divested from social media, which was smart. You can follow The Soul Unity on Instagram as well. And if you want to connect with us or suggest a topic, feel free to email me at Anna at the soulunity.com. And you can also do that on our website at thesoulunity.com. There'll be
1: a little box for you to fill out. So happy human, people. We'll see you next time. Well, we won't see you. We will. We will, though, in our minds, looking we out. Will, we will. The crowd. We'll see you at Madison Square <laughs> See you at MSG. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: Good night. <laughs> Goodbye.
0: That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus.